Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here for episode three of Mike Hoops, presented by Night Hoops, a charity organization in Vancouver, BC, that strives to empower youth and communities through inclusive basketball programming. I am Kavita Dillon, and I'm here with... My name is Evan Simons. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, our first two episodes have been a success. I uh, would like to thank everyone. We've hit 100 total listeners. So that's an awesome milestone. We'd like to thank everyone from Night Hoops and everyone from the Vancouver basketball community tuning in. Definitely awesome to see people listening to our amazing conversations that we've had so far. And of course, the ones we have coming up. It's episode three now. I feel like we're getting more into the real podcast territory. I think we're getting them a little more legit. Um, I guess in terms of of basketball kind of rundown, we we had we had the All Star game that we talked about last time. My team beat your team, Kavita. We took you can't bet against Team LeBron. I did win that. <laughs> I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson. <laughs> uh, we just had March Madness wrap up. Uh, so of course, congrats to Baylor on the men's side and Stanford on the women's side. And then I guess if you want a couple of fun facts, uh, we have two girls from kind of the lower mainland area, uh, Jessica Clark and Sage Stobart. They're both from North Van. And, and then a guy named Victor Radicaj from Richmond played in the men's tournament. So a little Vancouver representation there, which is always awesome to see. Uh, we wanted to congratulate our former guest, Cassidy, who is, of course, our first guest. He's moving on from Capilano and he's moving on to be the lead assistant coach at the University of the Fraser Valley. So we, of course, wish him all the best there. And I'm sure on behalf of, uh, of Capilano, they're totally grateful for all the, the time and the work that he's spent there. So congratulations, Cassidy, and we're looking forward to seeing what you can do there. All right, everybody, our next guest is a former Night Hoops player who's from Vancouver around the east side. He went to Britannia, and then he went on to play for Capilano University and St. Mary's University in Halifax. Um, he's played professionally, he's played in the NBL, and he's gone on to coach and train players throughout Vancouver. Demetri Harris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. What's going on, man? It's awesome to have you. So I think just to kick off, do you think you could maybe take us through maybe your introduction to basketball, where you got started, what made you fall in love with the game, and then what, what's kind of been your, pro- your process and, uh, and your progress getting, getting into Vancouver, throughout Vancouver, basketball cool. throughout Vancouver? All right. Well, um, yeah, I started, um, I'm from the downtown east side um, and I started out uh, going to the Carnegie Community Center, which is on Main and Hastings. And my mom would run uh, volleyball and basketball. And I'd always watch the older guys playing basketball and I wished always to get on the court, but I was too small. (laughs) Um, And then I moved on to uh, my first playing experience was with a group called Steve Nash Basketball. Nice. So that was back in the back in the day. And that was like the best feeling you go when you play with and you make new friends. And it was really great. Um, after that, I moved on to Strathcona in Chinatown, where uh, basketball and volleyball were very big. Uh, and then moved on to high school where we won a championship at Britannia, which was pretty big for our school. The first inner city school to win a provincial championship in 200 or 100 years. It was something That's like that. incredible. Yeah. I yeah, didn't know that. that That's awesome. Good. Yeah. It was in the papers and everything that felt good. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And then from there, how did you kind of get recruited maybe um, to the schools that you went to and then move into the NBL? 
Well, um, the main reason I didn't go to play uh, in the States was I didn't do my SAT. So if any kids want to go play there, they have to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I went to I went to Capilano first, uh, play with Coach Ebes, who was a great coach, um, as you guys may know. And then uh, Howard Kelsey of Kitts Beach alum actually got me on a pipeline out to St. Mary's University, where I played with Joey Haywood. Mm-hmm. Right. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jen had lots of awesome things to say about her, about, uh, about him last week. Yeah. He's a and, great and their, guy, pro- a great and their program together. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And then, um, so for you, what would you say, what kind of doors have, has basketball been able to open for you, um, in your life? Oh man, basketball has been a gateway to a lot of traveling. I've been to China, New York, uh, down south in New Mexico. Uh, I've been to Colombia, um, and it just kind of opens up a, a a lot of doorways, pathways for you to get out of wherever you are and go meet new people and play in new uh, areas. And it's uh, it's really a blessing to be able to play a basketball at a high level. Totally. And, and do you have a, a favorite place that you've been able to travel through, uh, through all your experience? I really, I really like going to California with the palm trees and everything. Uh, I was with the team last year, the Quad City Flames, and we went to San Francisco. And it was so nice just seeing all the rolling hills and everything mm-hmm. with all the zigzag streets. It's so cool out there. Totally. Um, and, and sorry, if we can maybe backtrack a little bit, how did you start um, at that professional level? Like, how did you get to make that shift from, from the collegiate level into that uh, professional level? That was one of my hardest journeys. Um, trying to uh, find someone that'll pick me up was really, really mm-hmm. hard. You know, some kid from Vancouver isn't that good on a contract kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up going to uh, a tryout in Winnipeg. Okay. Uh, started a GoFundMe and we hitchhiked. Well, not hitchhiked. Wow. We, uh, we took a car out there. We had to stop, you know, we got low on gas a couple of times and it was, it was really, uh, the struggle was really real. Shift. The struggle was real. <laughs> um, luckily I showed out at that tryout and I got a contract to play for PEI. Oh, very cool. So way out on the most Eastern coast uh, yeah, right, Island over right there. By that, right by that Atlantic ocean. You've never been to. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's a, that's a fun contrast. Uh, East to east yeah. to west. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And and maybe you can share with us on your experience um, on Prince Edward Island. What was that like for you culturally to be kind of far and, and in a different culture, but still really in your home country? What was yeah. that like? Well, before that, I actually went to play at uh, <clears throat> St. Mary's in Halifax, which was my first big jump. Right. And although it's in the same country, it's halfway across. So uh, there was definitely uh, a different culture there. The people are amazingly nice. Like you'll be walking down a hallway only to realize someone has been holding the door open for you for 30 seconds. And just, yeah, the nice, the nicest people. Um, and they, they really know how to party. So if you go out there, you got to watch it. <laughs> Maybe tone it down a little bit because they know how to do it when I... Yeah. For sure. Um, but my experience in uh, in PEI playing pro was a little bit bittersweet. Um, I didn't get too much playing time. I was about the 
10th, uh, 11th, 12th man on the team, you know, as a rookie coming in, um, you have to live with 12 guys all over the, from all over the States with all their own mm. problems. Mm. It's a bit, it's a bit tough, you know, trying to get through that, these random people you don't even know, and, and you got to make a team out of it. Um, but overall, it was a great experience. I got to eat uh, a lot of lobster, which was great. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> that was that... awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, and I, I did make a bunch of new friends. Just to kind of talk a little bit about um, basketball and the impact it's had on your life, do you find that there's any um, character traits or attributes that you've grown um, that you feel that you developed when you played basketball at that younger age or, or throughout basketball that you carry into like who you are right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think camaraderie is a really big thing in all team sports, basketball as well. Um, I still connect with all my old teammates, even my rivals, they become my best friends. Um, and it just, it seems to be that anyone in the basketball circle knows the struggle and, and you join, join forces when you need to, which is great about basketball. Totally getting to build that uh, community that, that yeah. you choose is, is so special and so empowering and definitely keeps you moving through life. Love it. Mm -hmm. We've had a couple of guests who have kind of mentioned how, how like small the Vancouver basketball community is, but then on the other side, how tight knit it is. Like you can yeah. have like, like great friends, like you just mentioned rivals and great friends. And even just like the, what a small world it is too. Like, we, yeah, interviewed yeah. Jen, we interviewed Jen the other month and she works with Joey and you played with Joey. Like, that's just crazy how like yeah. tight knit, how tight knit it is. Uh, and kind of on the similar theme, was there ever like, so you, you mentioned growing up in all these, in the, the different community centers playing basketball and everything. Uh, was there ever a mentor for you growing up, whether that had to be through basketball, like a coach or even just like in like life or a teacher or something, was there a mentor that had a really strong influence on you and if so who was it oh it, I've had a lot of great coaches a lot of great championships but no one will even come close to how much my mother helped me with my uh my life and my uh fitness and my coordination mm -hmm. she was always bringing me out to parks to throw any type of ball around she would catch my rebounds and pass them back out to me so uh that's probably the biggest mentor I have for sure that's super That's sweet. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to yeah. hear that too often. Um, no, not at all. Um, maybe you can share a little bit, like, where, where did your mom start playing? How was she encouraged to, because I mean, if we go back generations, um, women, women weren't always encouraged to, to play sport and be out there in that space. But um, is there a Definitely. little bit that you could share with us about that? Yeah, she was mainly a softball player. Her and my dad met on a softball team out in, uh, I think, Revelstoke or something. Um, she was an all-star first base person. So oh, she, wow. Yeah, she's got trophies for days. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So she's a multi-sport athlete, too. She's not just yeah. uh, in one lane. That's huge. Yeah, and she loves the bank shot. She got the bank shot on lock. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um. And, and how about your night hoops experience? Um, would you like, uh, how many years did you play? Um, what community center maybe? And, and a little bit about what you took away from your night hoops experience. Yeah, well, as I said earlier, I'm from the downtown east side and there's a lot of um, extracurricular things that uh, people can get caught up in such as drugs, mm -hmm. alcohol, um, gangs and so I was so fortunate to bypass all of that because of 
Friday and Saturday night night hoops. There was no partying. There was no uh, smoking dope. There was always going to play um, Friday and Saturday nights with my friends. And, and I think that kept me off the streets really well. For sure. It was a party on the basketball hoop. Or sorry, on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, the party was in the hoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you uh you can you have your your dunk camps with uh with night hoops um i kind of it's kind of a two-part question when was your first dunk and uh what if what what kind of have you uh taken away from doing these kind of camps with night hoops well um i started dunking in grade nine um i joined That's up impressive with, <laughs> yeah with this group uh called uh, center of performance where the best can- uh, coaches in canada come to your location and they took all the best players in BC. And when I started seeing these other kids dunking, I wanted to dunk. So uh, I started with a tennis ball, worked up to a volleyball, and then it eventually came to a women's size ball and then a regular size ball. And that's how it started. That's super cool. Yeah. I got one dunk uh, in my history. It was in seventh grade, uh, yeah. probably on the seven foot hoop outside with one of those ones that everyone can pop. Did it come back and hit you in the face? No, 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 no. It went through. It's yeah. counted. It's my one dunk of my basketball are, history. Are we the Are we the same age? <laughs> we're the same age, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played at DT. Yeah. Oh, I remember you coming yeah. up. You were a baller. Yeah, you were the, definitely the star at DT for sure. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so many fun times. I remember being able to come to the Britannia Classic and. Um, big tournament uh, through oh, awesome tournament. Yeah. yeah, awesome tournament. tournament. Talking a little bit about you know your your time at Britannia, um, what was what was a highlight for you? Like at maybe a little bit about a highlight, or or when you felt like you know you were that athlete that could continue to move forward because you know mm. to make that transition from high school to to you know going out and playing on a collegiate team is is also tough for people like in my experience um you know i i went to Kwantlen uh out of high school and i i tried out for the team there but it didn't work out for me um and then i transitioned to like recreational playing but um you know sometimes it's about network uh to get on the team sometimes you know you really got to know to pump up that training but um what was that like for you in your in high school like a highlight and then um what what made you believe that you can make it to that next level uh well the highlight was definitely uh winning provincials and uh bringing the championship home but the real story was definitely my teammates and uh my coach who brought all us hooligans together to (laughs) make a make a winning team um we would eat together we would uh, train together sometimes we'd go down to the beach and do a jump program in the pouring rain and uh so they definitely propped me up I was definitely I wouldn't be the half the player I am today without you know having those teammates and having all of those you know mentors in the game totally I love that you talked about that I mean you you talked about it earlier the camaraderie but um you know how much time you guys spent into it like you said those kind of special moments out in the rain it really, it's really cool to see those kind of stories because, like you said, it, it it builds championship teams to to be able to create that sort of um, energy where you guys can get each other on the court and off the court. 
Yeah, it comes to a point where you don't got to say nothing. You could just do a look and then they know. <laughs> back door, back door. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Did you did you play like with the same group of guys uh, like kind of throughout Vancouver? Like, did you always play with them in night hoops, like elementary school, high school? Uh, we tried to. There was a couple of times where I had to move up and play a mm. grade higher or two grades higher. But we always stay connected and we always have the same goal. And it was always uh, about winning, <laughs> winning everything. And uh, unfortunately, in our final season, we didn't win cities. We lost to kits, mm. but we came back and won provincials, which was a pretty big thing. Huge. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and, and we're getting our ring soon. That's going to be pretty amazing. No way. Yeah. yeah From yeah. high school. You're Britannia. Gonna have the, yeah, it's going to come in the mail soon. That's wild. That's uh, crazy. Did, yeah. Did you guys like kind of get together recently and we're like, we need a ring? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, actually, the woman's, uh, uh, she's a coach. She's an everything uh, manager. Her name is Mitra. She uh, holds it down for the women's and the men's basketball teams in Britannia. And she's helping us organize it. That's, That's so awesome. awesome. That is yeah. awesome. So you uh you do some coaching now. How did you how did you kind of get into that? Like what made you want to be a coach or was it kind of just something you were someone dumped on you and then you started loving it or did you kind of reach out and look to do that? It was actually kind of random. Uh there was a course being offered at Anya, uh the Urban Native Youth uh group and they were giving out coaching certificate level 1s and mm. uh I went and the coach that was doing it was putting us through drills. And he actually noticed me through that and brought me to basketball BC, where I ended up playing provincial team. So I could thank a lot of my career on that as well. Um, but even going further, um, basketball and coaching has developed a, a very comfortable life for myself. I'm uh, working in North Van, uh, coaching probably about five to six days a week which is pretty good. And uh, yeah, if you, if you want to coach, you could, you can do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I was just going to ask you, like, you know, through a lot of your experience, you've had a, a number of different coaches and now you have this opportunity where you're working with tons of different kids and um, you know, ranging in, in schools and things like that. But um, do you feel like there's um something that you learned from maybe one of your coaches or from within your your experience within the basketball world that you um really try to impart on sort of every age group that you work with um is there any common themes like that um yeah well definitely throughout any age group level uh, development or elite uh i always try to uh coach and teach inclusion, um, making everybody feel included, uh, definitely trying to help out the lower area kids and make them, you know, ascend to a higher level and then making those higher level kids learn maybe a, just a little thing that might help them ascend even more. But uh, for me as a coach, it's definitely a full group thing. I don't try to uh, pick and choose which kids I coach, I try to get everybody up to the level they need to have and all the fundamentals and stuff like that. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Um, and you've been able to work with some kids, uh, like we said, through your, your jump program um, with Night Hoops. Um, how has that sort of experience been um, coaching through online versus being able mm. to coach um, in person? 
Yeah, that's pretty different. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, my knees are a little bit sore, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, we've been going about six weeks now. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the kids like it. Uh, I have to do the workout too, which is good for me. <laughs> I, I gained a little bit of weight over COVID times. <laughs> That's fair. You know, we've all had a, a little bit of a bad habit picked up, and I'm sure we've all had a, had a little bit of silver lining in this interesting, yeah. interesting different time that we've been forced to be in for sure. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Nico for uh, helping me out uh, getting this program going. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been super instrumental in getting the, getting the podcast going too. He's the one that kind of brought us together and got this started. Mm-hmm. So for the sure. hipster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's him. Totally. Yeah, he's an awesome guy so you uh you mentioned of course the provincial championship do you have a favorite basketball memory is that it is it coaching is it playing what do you think it is um actually it, one of my favorite basketball memories was an injury it was back in uh really? the steve, yeah the steve nash program um it was my first sprained ankle and of course i was crying i was you know, screaming to Holy yeah. Hell and uh, my mom, you know, threw me in the back of the car and she said, it's okay, you're going to play <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, I was, I thought my career was over, but uh, <laughs> definitely kept on going after that. I think I was probably about 10 or 11. So that was, uh, Huge that was learning. a big time. <laughs> yeah, I learned how to take an injury. <laughs> definitely. They definitely give you a lot of perspective. Have you had a, have you ha- ever had a big injury in your career? Um, no, I've been lucky to keep all my ACLs and meniscuses intact. Um, That's amazing. I've had a, yeah, I've had a couple uh, bruises and bumps, but nothing spectacular. I had plantar fasciitis for a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, the best way to deal with an injury is to talk to older basketball players who know uh, everything mm-hmm. about how to heal them, how to fix them. Like for instance, if you have plantar fasciitis, the best way is to just get a water bottle, put it in ice, and then rub your foot on it every morning. Heal you right up. So never would have known that one. That's hey. awesome. Yeah, I couldn't have known either. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you, I think it just kind of goes back to, like you said, like the opportunity that basketball brings to build that community becomes mm-hmm. um, so beneficial in, in so many different ways, right? Like you said, um, just based off an injury I'm sure you had sort of a network that you were able to be like oh yeah somebody talks about something like this let me reach out to them see what that that experience was like yeah yeah definitely so if uh if you could give any advice to a young basketball player right now who's either playing high school basketball in Vancouver or uh in night hoops what would that advice be that you give to them well, it's three words. Um, I might get a little bit loud here, but basically it goes, shoot that thing. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of become a slogan of mine. Uh, any kid who's got a basketball in their hands, if they don't shoot it, they're definitely not going to make it. But if they do, they have a chance. Is that your go-to coach? Is that what you tell all your players? I scream that and I scream shooter all the time, (laughs) all the time. Yeah. I love that. Can you share a little bit maybe about where that came from? Like, did you have someone that did that to you or, or what really like, cause that's, 
it is important, right? Like we all, I think everyone comes from like a, a sort of a nervous space sometimes to like really get that ball up and shoot it. But like, you're really driving the confidence to just put yourself out there. So um, yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit about where that came from. Well, anyone who uh, knows me as a basketball player knows I'm a volume shooter, which means I like to shoot a lot and uh, I get some in, some miss. Um, but <clears throat> it was uh, probably about three or four years back, I went down to Seattle for my first big tournament. There was a couple NBA players there, Big Baby Davis, um, Tony Routens was there. Uh, who else was there? Isaiah Thomas was there. I actually right. interviewed yeah, him. Yeah, That's yeah so um, awesome. So I was super nervous uh, and we went into a side gym to practice, kind of run through our plays before our big game. And I noticed one of the referees was helping out a kid with his jump shot. He was whipping him the ball. And every time he had something to say, like, flick your wrist, shoot that thing, flick your wrist, shoot that thing. And the kid started hitting and I was like, wow. So I went to my game, I flicked my wrist and I shot that thing and I had a, a couple points. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. That's really cool. Just there was sort of a random um, interaction that really inspired you to, to take that through and a different way to really motivate and, and push people in a. But yeah, but then when you start saying it at the basketball camps, all the kids start saying it and then they start saying it at the school. So it just spreads like wildfire. Totally. <laughs> that's a, that's an awesome energy to be spreading too. So good 100%. stuff. Good stuff. Trying to. And then you were showing us a really cool structure that you said you kind of spend some of your free time um artistically oh yes okay <laughs> tell us a little bit about that so uh you know those coffee sticks that starbucks gives you to stir up your coffee yeah, the little yeah, yeah. wooden ones so i i grabbed one of those a, a bunch of them from the dollar store and uh i started to make i moved in close to the Burrard street bridge i started to make this bridge here that it's is... got match sticks up top here and then the side pieces it's all the spec i googled it oh wow so, it looks, it's about right. so it's to scale <laughs> just yeah that's what i mean to scale yeah 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 that's unreal yeah. i love it and is this your <laughs> first uh popsicle stick project or yeah that's that's my first one this is my second one coming into play i don't know if you guys have heard about the vancouver house but it kind of tilts no tell us a little bit about that that's cool Ah, this it's one's kind of a work straight in tower but a house yeah so if you can look up vancouver house it's it's a it's a building that kind of turns okay. and it, it looks like it's small at the bottom and bigger at the top it's right on um where is it on about granville street right between the granville street bridges okay yeah it's a really good view if you should, if you want I'll, I'll send you a link <laughs> that's awesome so did you just like pick that up one day and you were just like, I'm going to make these? How did that start? Yeah, I was in COVID and I was real bored. I right. also made a couple, a couple basketball hoops out of cardboard. That's <laughs> I awesome. awesome. I made one that was 10 feet tall. Are you, um, there's a guy on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Yeah, I'm on TikTok. Yeah. There's a guy, um, see if I can find his name real quick, but he basically does all these really interesting sort of um DIY projects um using like a backboard or like you said cardboard to um create stuff or like um he's used different like a football or basketball to create um like a shoe shelf 
Oh, um, that's so cool. His name. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the basketball uh, half of basketball and put it up as a, a plant potter. I've yeah, that. Cool. yeah, that's super cool. Those are really cool. I yeah, I feel like you can see everything basketball related on TikTok. I've seen this one where this guy has this whole basketball workout and like court set up on like a yeah. farm but his thing is he runs around in like his farm boots and his overalls playing basketball at his farm i seen that guy <laughs> he, he put a he put a basketball on fire and then played with it right too yeah 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 that's next level stuff man i don't know if i could do that yeah this... talk about being on fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah this guy's name was uh mylon murphy um, he's, okay. he's got a whole bunch of DIY, like creative, motivational sort of projects that all kind of relate back to sports. So it's been kind of cool to see him, but yeah, TikTok has definitely been an interesting thing to, for me, I, I started kind of checking it out during the pandemic too. And I was super opposed to it at the beginning, but you know, as long as you're, you're watching how much time you're spending on it and, you know, maybe you're checking their references, there's definitely a lot of really interesting uh, content out there on TikTok for sure. Yeah, I got a page. Uh, my at is Shooter McGavin23. So if anyone wants to check out my page, go ahead. Hundred <laughs> percent. We'll we'll throw it we'll throw it in the post as well. One of my one of my videos got about seven hundred k views, which was pretty big. <laughs> that is huge. And yeah, it's just went viral. What's your um your niche or your your sort of topic that you're touching on in, in the TikTok well, space? big surprise it's basketball <laughs> <laughs> so could this um, maybe yeah sorry go ahead i played in a tournament uh last summer called uh full court 21 which is uh basically 21 but full court so it's five versus one so if you have the ball you got to go against five people and i hit full court yes yes and i actually am yes. the world i'm the world champion of that for for 2021 and two thousand or 2020, 2021, because they couldn't have a tournament this year. <laughs> <laughs> two years That's running. Awesome though. Keep it going. Defending champ. Yeah. That's huge. Right. That's really cool. So um, so your TikTok might be a spot where people could get some of those dunking tips um as well. Yep, yeah, yeah, and shooting tips as well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. If you want to share with us uh, where you regularly get inspiration, whether that's for um, basketball or, or things off the court. Um, for me, to be honest, um, I don't read too many books about basketball anymore. When I was a kid, I used to, that, that's all I would read. Um, I would read the slam magazines quite often. I got about mm -hmm. a stack about this high. Um, those are really good to read. But now as an adult, um, I still get my inspiration from going to the outside courts and playing, um, just seeing people from all walks of life come together and play a game and run around and flail around is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> lately, we've been playing down at uh, David Lamb Park over by Roundhouse okay. and get some good four on, good four on four battles. Um, the hoop's nice and high. It's perfect uh, for a, a good basketball game. Awesome. And you guys are being safe while you're out there, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. High five, then hand sanitizer right away. There you go. As we kind of wrap up our questions here, uh, is there one, if there was one player or a coach or a basketball figure uh, that you could talk to and sit in a room with for like an hour, who would that be? 
And what would you talk about? Uh, I gotta, I gotta say Kobe Bryant, man. He was probably mm. one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, his passion and his drive was amazing. Um, it would be Michael Jordan, but he's a little bit arrogant. You know, I watched that, you know, last dance. He's, he's kind of smug, but Kobe <laughs> Bryant was definitely the real deal. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, what, what would be your, you know, most pressing question uh, to get out of Kobe? What would I, oh, what would I get out of him? Uh, or like, or a topic, you, what would, you know, yeah. Do you, do you actually like defense or did you just play it for championships? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that's, it. that's been a knock on me for my whole career is uh, Demi doesn't play defense. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't true. I play defense all the time. Yeah, I've seen you throw up some some highlights on your Instagram that would suggest otherwise for sure. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Is there anything else, Dimitri, that you might uh, that we might have missed that you would love to share before we before we end with our night hoops and other listeners in Vancouver? Um, basically, most importantly, is when you get that thing, you shoot that thing. Shoot that thing, hundred <laughs> percent. Thank you guys for having me on. This was awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate we appreciate your time and uh, totally looking forward to talking to you again soon. For yeah, sure. anytime. Just holler at me. Sounds good, Absolutely. Dimitri. Appreciate you being here today. Have a good one. That was Dimitri Harris. We'd love to thank him again for coming on and for all the great tidbits of uh, information and advice and stuff that he shared with us. We'd like to invite you to go check him out on Instagram at Demi underscore Sosa, and he's on TikTok at Shooter McGavin23. So we've talked to, I guess, three three guests now, and at the end of all their uh, episodes, they've given us a, like a, a, their regular dose of in, inspiration. So that could just be anything that they've come across with recently or regularly, it's books, podcasts, or just something that happened in their life. And so we want to uh, share stuff that, that we get as well. So it could be if you want to go first. Yeah, um, I wanted to share a book that I read um, a few years ago. Um, it was called The Miracle of St. Anthony. It's actually written by Adrian Wojnarowski, which some of you okay. may know basically about a season with coach Bob Hurley, whom, who some of you mm. may have heard of. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, uh, it's about the, the basketball's most improbable dynasty. Um, so a really cool inspirational story Bits and pieces that you can get about coach um, is really what this story is about. So it's a really cool uh, book to check out and get some inspiration from. That's amazing. I think I'm definitely going you know, to have to look into that. My kind of, my tidbit recently, it's not really something I've kind of taken in, but uh, about like a month ago or so, uh, Hastings Community Center announced that uh, a couple of my form, the couple of my former players that I coached back when I was there, names Andy Froku and Jamie Lamb were announced as the junior coaches for the night hoops team there that was super cool to me so congratulations guys if you're listening to this uh go out there do a great job with those kids and uh keep going and and awesome work getting into the community totally a beautiful little um circle of life within the basketball world um as we all get to take on leadership roles and impart our wisdom and and mm -hmm. promote the next bunch of leaders so 100 just keep night hoops going that's what it's all about. Cool. Well, we are so grateful for you all staying tuned into this third episode of ours, and we'll look forward to catching you guys all again 
um, at the end of May. Mm -hmm. Stay safe, guys. Thank you so much.